previously on the Soundless Cinema. Well then, that inglorious start to our quest aside, perhaps we should get a move on. You guys are able to see, sprawled on the ground, bodies of four goblins. One of the corpses stands upright against the western wall, as a spear that killed it is still skewering and holding it aloft. Seeker pulls out the spear. It reveals a weird writing on the wall. Methuselah, do you know what this is? I'm gonna look at the wall, and yes, I do know Draconic. What do you read? Arden left tower. Uh, so I'd like to check the left door. All you can see is a pile of rubble in the very end, and a hissing sound comes out of the rubble. And with it, more rats. I am so tired of vermin! Throughout the vastness of the multiverse, there lies a tavern. As you approach its doors, you catch bubbles of laughter that rise and burst into cheers as colorful groups of travelers find comfort in their bonds. As you head inside, the smile of the tavern keeper greets you. They're an otherworldly being with a bluish corporeal form. They wear attire befitting of an innkeeper, and they have a large cloudy nebula for hair speckled with stars which gently sways with their movement. Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and seat is open for you at every table. Tonight's special is the Sunless Citadel, an epic adventure of high fantasy with notes of friendship, danger, and most importantly, hope. Will our adventure survive to descend into the dungeon? Or is there a dark and calamity taking roots far from the sun's reach? So Seeker is going to look around and find as many of the rats as they can. Um, how many do they find? Roll for me a dexterity check. Um, a six. You're able to find maybe five rats. Okay, all right. Can I do what I did to them last time? Like, kind of prepare them into, like, rations? They are very small rats. It's not like the big giant ones that you guys found it before. Okay. This is like, maybe a meal, a rat. Okay. So what they're gonna do... Because they have- they know where their dagger is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so they're gonna pick up their dagger. They're literally gonna eat the rat right off of the dagger. Alright. And then- Roll intimidation. <laughs> And then, what, it's four other rats? There is four others, Yeah, yes. they're just going to shove those four rats into their bag. Awesome. Just in case they need a snack. All right, no worries. Mortis, as soon as the battle's done, he's going to just, like, slow his breathing. Just go... <sighs> he's going to, like, slowly put his sword back in its sheath. He's going to, like, look to the rest of the group. <clears throat> I'm sorry, friends. I think I lost my composure there a bit. <laughs> Are, are you alright? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I suppose just these these rats have been driving me up the wall. Oh yes, I imagine, especially after falling down into a 20-foot hole. <laughs> yes. And getting staked. And what it looks like... poison? Well, yes, I did suffer a bit of 
poison damage in that pit was quite unfortunate. And then he glances over at Seeker. Uh, I apologize if I, uh, if, if any of the rats were eviscerated in a way that makes them inedible. Oh, it's quite all right. I managed to find four, and then I got my dagger back, which gave me a little snack, and the other ones are in my bag. If anyone wants a rat, I'm just going to save one for Faith for when we find her. Very good. Well, before we move on, does, is anyone all right? Did anyone suffer any damage? Well, I'm I'm all right. Um, I think the only one that not, looks really hurt is Thorn here. Thorn. Here's his name, looks up, and he has, like, scratches all over his face from rat bites and little scratches, and maybe some of his hair and his eyebrows is missing from being bit off. Oh, poor friend. Would you like some healing? Yes, please. All right, and he's got to, like, walk over. He just, like, kneels down, puts his hand, like, gently on your head, and um, I'm use my lay on hands to heal you 10 hit points from my pool. <laughs> As the hand is placed on top of the goblin's head, at that moment, the glowing light emanates from where it touches. It's one of those like moments where the glow appears in between the fingers, not actually the hand itself. And with that, as the glow emerges and then slowly diminishes back to normal, Thorn becomes much, much reinvigorated. He is smiling, kind of like goofily, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Anytime, my friend. I'm glad to see that you're feeling better. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling much better. So after that, he's gonna like press his hand to the to his chest. He's I'm gonna use it to heal myself like three HP. I'll save two just in case anyone needs a touch up later. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's only two HP, but still. <laughs> two hit points. One for Seeker. One for Methuselah. Exactly. <laughs> Healer on a budget. <laughs> yeah, that's basically paladins. All right, what do you guys do then? Um, so the there's the stone with the dragon. Is that a? It's not a door, is it? Or is it a door? It is on top of the door, on the relief oh, of the door. I'm dumb. Okay. There's the frame of the door made of carved of the same stone as the wall. Yeah. On top of it, there is the statuette of the dragon, and then under it, it is the stone wall itself. Does the door open in towards us or outwards? By quickly looking at the handle, you have you see that the handle is circular, which implies pulling. Okay. Can I approach the door and just kind of put my ear against it and see if I can hear anything? Do a perception check for me. That's a 21. Very faintly, you just hear the sound of wind on the other side. Well, it seems to be clear in terms of anything behind the door. Uh, there obviously could still be traps. I don't know if we want to examine it, uh, or examine it maybe after we open, before we take a step into the next room. I think that's a good idea. Do we want to open the door the same way we did last time? Well, maybe somebody else can open the door. We can maybe take turns. Alright. So do you want to, like, kind of be against the wall, Methuselah, just in case... Like, on the other side of the door? Well, I guess it depends on who's going to open it. 
I could open the door. I could give that a try. Alright, then we, we can all just step back. Alright. Seeker's gonna open the door in a way similar to how Methuselah opened the door last time. Because they just think that everything Methuselah does is a good idea. <laughs> Even though they're definitely wrong about that. Seeker, as you approach the door and you place your hand on the handle, you start to pull, mimicking how Methuselah did pull on the previous door, but you extend yourself, and when you reach the extent of your arm, you keep on trying, but the door is so heavy, it's so sturdy, it moves you, but not the door. As you keep trying to pull yourself out of it. It's like pulling a wall. Hey, Mortis. Yes? You're a, you're a fairly strong tortle there, yeah? Well, I like to think I'm pretty strong. Yeah, I, th I think that you're really strong. Uh, would you mind giving this door a try? I know that I said that I would do it, but I, it ain't going anywhere, but I am. Understandable. <laughs> I'll see if I can give it a try. Is he gonna, like rub his hands together, walk up to the door, and try to open it. It is sturdier than you thought, but after focusing a little bit, your strength on it, not too much strength, just a little bit of pressure as you tug it, there is this first... And as he first moves, a cloud of dust puffs out of the edges of the door and then slowly you're able to drag the door open almost as if it was a vault door per se which implies this place was sealed as the cloud of dust is expelled out with the new fresh air coming in you guys can go inside if you want can we see anything in just looking in it doesn't have much within in the far end, very far end, there is what is equivalent of a archway that leads towards a different room. Do we still have the torch? Like, does Methuselah still have the torch? Yes, I do. Sweet! Could I step closer to the threshold of the door and kind of use the light to shine the torchlight on the ground and see if there's any, like, stepping stones or pits or like any sort of thing that might be trapolated. As you shed the light of the torch within this new room, it's a big room, almost like a gallery-like room, based on the ornate tiling and a little bit of the uh, ovo-cracked masonry that it is around. And as you kind of focus on the ground first, you notice that there's nothing indicating some sort of trap, at least in your immediate surrounding. Instinctively, you bring your eyes up to look around. You see that this place is covered in dust, long undisturbed, covers every surface within this large gallery. And the air here is stale, it's heavy, as you start to peek your head in as well. There are the shapes that you saw from behind the door before entering the room. These turn out to be alcoves. On the right-hand side of this large gallery, you see three of them. These alcoves have stone-carved pedestals. And on top of them, 
there is what seems to be some sort of like placeholder. You don't know of what material because you're not close enough to see it. But these placeholders, which are thin and it stretches upwards, holds what seems to be some sort of spherical object. These alcoves are on the right hand side and the spherical objects are dark due to the fact that there's no light source here, but except for your own torch. But as you scan it to the other side, you see that there is a singular alcove on that one wall. This alcove also has a stone carved pedestal with a placeholder on top, just like the other three. But the difference is that on this one, the spherical object on top has a very small, faint, bluish glow to it. Not enough to emanate light, but enough for you to notice that, hey, there's something with a shine of its own inside. Well, I suppose that it's uh, alright to step in. I don't see any sort of traps or whatnot. Uh, it's a very interesting room, but I guess we can explore and see what's here. Um, Seeker is going to approach, and can they just do like one last perception roll to see if there is any traps? If you step inside, yes. Okay. And uh, you can either do your perception check, mm -hmm. just to have a loose look around, yeah. not approaching anything just from where the door is, mm -hmm. or if you want to do an investigation, it will require for you to actually go to places to have a closer look and better appraise whatever it is that you're investigating. I will require you to tell me which things you're going to be investigating if you do use the investigative check. Could I use the investigation check to go and check out that glowy blue spherical object? Sure, yeah. You start to approach mm -hmm. this bluish orb. Yeah. And as you get close enough, you see this weird... It's some sort of crystal because you're able to kind of see how it is the glow within the sphere and it kind of like twists depending on the perspective of your view that you're bringing in because it's the basically the ref, um, the distortion of your view because of the crystal uh, mm -hmm. the crystal edge right mm -hmm. as you approach the light glows a little bit brighter it has a bluish smoke within the globe but the very source is white and as it glows a little bit brighter the white takes predominant color within the glowing smoke and faintly but growing a weird brooding song starts to emanate the source is ghostly as you cannot pinpoint exactly from where within the room this music emanates, but it starts to increase in volume. And as it takes a loud enough sound, it becomes so loud to the point of being heard even on the rooms adjacent, which means that everybody else in the room before also starts to hear this music and with that i need everybody who can hear it to roll a wisdom saving throw can i ask a question sure can you describe like what the music sounds like like the tone and like 
It is a slightly brooding tone with very somber timber into it. Something akin to almost a funeral march in how it brings you into a very stoic to depressing mood. Let us have the results now. 14. 6. 18. 17. The song continues on, and louder and louder and louder it takes hold on the area. And with it, so does take hold of Seekers and Mortis's psyche. They are completely entranced by this music. And before you know it, Mortis and Seeker are seen by both Thorn and Methuselah on a complete dash, 300 meter dash towards the entrance. They Seeker just run past the both of you as you guys are still kind of like weirdly like trying to resist and being disoriented by this music and Mortis not far behind he has he was supposed to be have a head start but considering his age he takes a little bit longer but the two of them full on dash towards the outside the two of you only come back to your senses by seeing the cliffside of the entrance at the battlement top Luckily for you, you have not run out enough to fall into the pit. But you guys still see a little bit of the light of the sun. And it's getting darker. And that's where you guys wake up. I just want to point out that for something like this, Seeker definitely would have dashed on all fours. And waking up like that is definitely going to like trigger something in their mind. Because... They only ever do that when something is wrong. Okay. Like, that's just them knowing themselves. I'm okay with that. Okay, perfect. Thorn, when Mortis and Seeker run by, he goes, They can hear it too! And then he runs after oh. Mortis. <laughs> Thorn didn't need to be charmed. <laughs> Thorn just assumed it was the voices in his head singing. And then when you guys start running, he's like, Oh my god, they, they can hear it! I love that so much. But yeah, he goes after Mortis because he's basically just attached to Mortis by a leash at this point. So yeah, he follows after Mortis. Alright, so the Seeker waking up on all fours. Um, they're just gonna look anywhere and when they see Mortis, um, they're gonna say, something is, something is wrong in that room with that orb? Ah, I, I never ever unless it's something really bad i never run on all fours Ugh, my head I, I felt like i was enraptured by that song and i found myself here i think you're right something something's wrong here it seems seems magical in nature would i potentially know that elves can't be like charmed or put to sleep by magic like is that something that seeker might know just from life experience? Roll for me a history check. Okay. I got a 15 for history. 
it's common knowledge so okay. lucky enough you even though you're far away from Lestri, you wouldn't be aware of some of the elven abilities as well cool. well i know that Masuzel is probably safe because elves they 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 can't really be charmed very easily and put to sleep by magic that's just that's something that i think most people know right Yes, well, I, I guess I'm a bit biased in that regard. I, I grew up in Lestri, it's where many of the elves live. So yeah, I, I imagine Methuselah should be fine. I'm just worried about little Thorn. He's, he's somewhat. Thorn comes running out. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that was Thorn right there, and and he looks fine to me. Well, with Thorn, you can never really tell. Thorn runs up to Mortis and goes, You sprinted so... <laughs> you sprinted so fast! Yes, sorry, yeah. Uh, I think... I think the both of us were charmed by something. You could hear sis singing too? Y- yes, I, I could hear singing. It was... It was all around me. Oh, Thorn just thought there was inside the head. I'm I'm sorry. I thought that it was in my head. Uh, how how long have you been hearing this music inside your head, Thorn? Kind of just looks at Mortis. Best not to ask too many questions, my friend. And he just like clasps a hand on Secret's shoulder. <laughs> just, just assume, just assume that Thorn will be Thorn. The Elsis is still back inside the cave. Are are they okay? I don't know. Well, perhaps we should go check on him, make make sure that Methuselah knows we're all right. Okay. I, you go first. I'll follow you. But if you start running, don't run me over. So, Seeker's gonna go back towards where they were, not entering that room again, unless Methuselah tells them that it's safe. Valid. Okay, so let's go to Methuselah because you stayed back. Uh, so what do you do? The music still plays, even though people capped on. So Methuselah is enchanted by this music in a sort of different way than, you know, obviously everyone else, because this is sort of like macabre funeral, and that kind of plays into the sort of things that Methuselah feels heavily inspired by. So they're taking out Yorick, and they're actually going to start playing along to the music as they step into their room and they're going to try to use their own like magical song to sort of just attune to that and explore the room listening to their own music and trying to like match this sort of macabre sound that is coming from I assume the glowy thing so as you do that you start to look around the room in this room you're able to see and by the archway is just architecture and it has these weird drawings and carvings although most of it cracked and damaged it's cra- uh, carvings that best resemble dragons at flight although this archway is very large it has a depth to it as in the end of this depth there is a wall with another door in it in this moment, as the music continues for the next minute or so, I would like Methuselah to roll for me an Arcana check 
but using their charisma as a base. That is a 23. The inspiration takes hold of Methuselah. As you twist the handle of the hurdy-gurdy and you press the keys, sometimes plucking into some of the strings, you start to see how the strings start to take a certain glow of their own. And with it, a greenish glow starts to take hold predominantly in it. Deep within your heart, you feel that a connection is made. You don't know how to explain this. It's something that only bards, those with their craft, can understand. The trance, the zone, what makes you, you. And with it, I would say that you can add to your spell list a spell. Ooh. The spell is called Cause Fear. A minute passes, and as this minute passes, so does the song. The light within the globe diminishes back to its dotted white light with glowy, smoky, bluish cloud within. As I finish the song, I notice that everyone is not there. Because I did not really pay attention. I was so engrossed by the music that I didn't really realize that everyone had fled. And I just kind of like turn around and look back <laughs> and I just go, Oh my, where did everyone go? And then I'm going to kind of slink out of the room to just try to find the other people. It doesn't take too long for you guys to meet each other. Basically, as Methuselah steps out of the stone door, you guys are halfway through the area before, the one with the rubble and the rats. So you guys meet each other at that very moment. It literally takes no time for you guys to meet. So Methuselah like pops out and is like, Oh, there you are. What, what happened? Are you all right, Methuselah? Oh yes, I just listened to the most beautiful song. Well, I suppose it could be called beautiful. I mean, I didn't have any... I didn't hate it, it just kind of... Well, I don't know, I just ran away from it. I, I don't quite understand it. But I definitely see how it could be right up your alley. It sounds very much like your sound. Oh yes, I, I'd say so, but are you all alright? Uh, I believe Seeker and I were charmed by some type of spell and made us flee and Thorn simply followed us. Luckily, you were safe, being an elf. <laughs> oh yes, that was totally it, I suppose. Well, to me, it just sounded like normal music. Like beautiful music. Well, as someone who appreciates the arts, I'm, I'm glad that you... I'm glad that you got the chance to hear some exciting music. Oh yes, it's something I definitely wasn't expecting down here. But, uh, the music is... the song is over, so we can go inside and... You know, we won't have to worry about running away. I'd, I'd very much like that. There were more doors, and, well, if we can get through those doors, that would be really interesting to see what we can find. Oh, yes, there was sort of an archway. Uh, beyond that, there, there was a door. So that I think that would be good to sort of check out. Yeah, I, I say let's go. I trust your judgment. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go in first this time. All right. You guys head in into the room with the alcoves, this large gallery of stone. 
And where do you guys go? Straight to the um, archway? I'd be most interested in it, but if other people want to go somewhere else, they're welcome to. No, I'm, I'm personally good with uh, going to the archway. Yeah, Thorn is just following Mortis. Yeah, Seeker's just following along. Just happy that, you know, even though he and Mortis may not have had the best experience, their friend had a good experience, and that, me- that means the world to them. Valid, alright. So you guys go across this large gallery, walking past the alcoves, and it is almost involuntary the fact that both Seeker and Mortis keeps an eye, maybe even a side glancing, at the one that still glows lightly and softly within the pedestal on the left-hand wall of the uh, of this gallery. You guys reach the archway, and just as described, made of stone and carved quite artistically, the pictures and carvings of dragons of flight. You guys get close enough to see the door on the other end, more like a foot or so deep into the archway, and this is this door is made of stone as well. Uh, Mortis, we have another stone door. Do you think you might be able to give this one a try as well? Just because, again, you're more physically built than the rest of us. Absolutely, my friends. Hopefully this one will be a little less sturdy than the last one. <laughs> and he's gonna walk up to the door and try to open it. Although heavy, it was surprisingly less sturdy than the other one. So, with a little more ease, you're able to pull the door open. As you pull it open, you are greeted towards this very stale-aired room Another one that seems to be also kind of like sealed away, but it has some differences compared to the previous, the large gallery. This one, it seems to be just a 20 foot long corridor that has a weird floor in the sense that it is slightly concave. And what I mean is that in the very middle it is leveled, but close to the ends, it starts to go down as if it was meant to drain water. Along the walls on both sides of this long hallway, there is big lizard-like heads with horns protruding from their heads. I assume dragons? Dragon heads sculpted out of the wall on both sides and in many different spots. I do have a question. Yes. Can I see the Dark Warden among them? Do for me a perception check. That's a 16. Painful memories. You go back into a time that you wish to be long forgotten. You remember the proud black dragon with his horns. Four of them. Two small ones protruding from the temple of his head and then two others that are much larger, much, much larger. It comes out from the back of his head and encircles it forward, making two powerful horn spikes in the front. And this proud black dragon with his main distinguishing features, a big 
golden chain that wields interlaced within its chain trophies, weapons, and other personal items of those that he deemed worthy enough to have killed personally. It is a face and a figure, a visage, that you would not forget. None of these carvings are as magnificent or terrifying as the Dark Warden. But this like does do like a like a big sigh of relief of like, oh thank goodness, like this creature is not here. So Seeker is gonna look down the slopes and just try to see, like, can they see anything? So yes, as Seeker looks to the side, they can see a very small grate, which very likely is meant for drainage of some sort. I was gonna ask, does Thorn know what a dragon is? Thorn has never seen a dragon in their lives. Thorn points at like one of the dragon sculptures and goes, That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, yes, they, they sort of are. They're, they're dragons. They, they rule over these lands of destiny. That's what a dragon looks like? Yes, and they're definitely much bigger than this. Much, much bigger. Especially depending on their age. They're so ugly. People are afraid of these things. They are so ugly. Yes, well, people are sort of afraid of lots of ugly things. Trust me, my friend. I hope that you never come face to face with a dragon. They are unpleasant creatures. Could I, like, do a perception on the specific heads? Not to, like, see if I know any of these dragons, but to see, like, what the different dragons are if there's like a difference because we described like you know black dragon having those curved horns but i will allow it but can i ask you to do the perception check with an intelligence base sure that's a six i'm really bad at dragonology maybe it's just the lack of experience or maybe it's just the trauma because Although there is different distinguishing features in these sculptures, maybe the trauma only allows you to see the Dark Warden. You know that they are not depictions of him, but all of them looks just as menacing and cruel as he was. Okay, now that Seeker has looked down, they're gonna and they've noticed the grate. They're gonna look up and see if there's anything that would let water in. That's specifically what they're looking for. Okay. Looking up, Seeker sees that the stone encloses the entire roof. It is an enclosed hallway. These sculptures, are they on like pedestals? Are they mounted on the wall? They are carved on the stone wall itself. Can Thorn like climb onto one and like climb into its mouth or something? <laughs> Thorn is a bit too big to fit within one of their mouths. Like they are carved after the likeness of dragons, but these are in a much smaller scale. Like these heads, although they are sculptures, 
they would be equivalent of human faces, you know, the size at least. It's in the scale of a human head almost. So you can maybe put your foot, maybe a little bit of your foot and calf inside of one that is protruding out of the of the stone wall, but not yourself fully. And there is like many of them throughout. There are some closer to the ground. There's some in the middle section. There's some in the top. Now that you look at it, it almost makes a diamond-shaped pattern on the way towards the end of the hallway. Can I roll perception to find, like, the ugliest one? Sure. I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so... Ugliest of thorn. Like, the one with, like, the most weirdest teeth, like, weirdest horns, like, one that just looks really strange. Uh, do a perception check for me. Eleven. They're all ugly in the eyes of Thorn. There is one. This one, it's more oval-shaped. Its dragon features have been distorted by erosion and the, the, the fact that this place fell. So one of its eyebrows that is supposed to make it into a menacing scowl is kind of like completely chopped off. So it makes almost like one eye is it's, it's seeding like violently out of the socket while the other one is still very menacingly the other there is a tongue sticking out that looks very either silly or very taunting and there is like crooked teeth on it and it's yeah it's it's ugly mother thorn walks over to it and points and it goes <laughs> and as he starts laughing and as he laughs like, the little pixies kind of appear beside him, the little magic ones, and they laugh as well. And, like, he just starts hysterically laughing at it. Like, this is fun. As if this is the funniest thing he's ever seen. So, the dragon heads, would Seeker potentially be able to climb them? It's only a ten-foot wall. Guess you can put your foot in their mouths and propel yourself up. Just because they kind of want to try and figure out where the water would come in. They know where the water leaves from, but they also don't want their friends to be in danger. You know what I mean? Can I walk across the corridor? Yeah, I was about to say. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that to me, I was about to be like, I'm gonna go. So, who is walking forward? Who is staying by the door? Well, Seeker would be going forward to kind of, like, look specifically mostly because yes they're worried about their friends but also they don't want to be in a room that fills up with water okay so if i understand correctly thorn is right now looking at one of the sculptures pointing at it and laughing at it it's important to say that this sculpture is closer to the middle of the hallway seeker approaches one of the heads to get a better understanding of it or like to find a footing on it is it one of the lower heads middle heads or because it's, like i described those diamond shaped positioning yeah it doesn't really matter where as long as they can get a good foothold okay so i'm gonna just say that it's by one of the lower ones yeah, that and makes you're sense. 
you're putting your foot close to it so you can see if you can like it can, has enough space for you to put and to have like a good ground meanwhile Mortis and Methuselah I imagine we just kind of look at each other and just like just glancing like at these two idiots and then back at each other <laughs> just like the children yeah <laughs> it's not our fault that you're super old Seeker is 30 well I, I suppose we can try to go across I'm not sure what everyone else is doing but I guess we can go and then Methuselah's gonna start going all right as you guys start to walk forward past five feet you guys step onto a pressure plate this pressure plate it's big like it covers the entire middle section of this hallway as this pressure plate gives under your weight the heads it starts to spill greenish liquid your foot was very close to one of the heads it gets full-on blasted by this squirt of liquid that upon contact starts to sizzle against your boot as it starts to corrode of this episode of the Sunless Citadel. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and be sure to catch the next installment of the Sunless Citadel every Thursday at 12pm EST. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. It's a small way to show your support that goes a long way. To connect with us, follow our social media accounts and if you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon to join the conversation. View sneak peeks of our next project and discover our fantastic bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Corton from Off the Beaten Path musical. The Sunless Citadel can be found in the Tales from the Yawning Portal by Wizards of the Coast. The world of Nasso Mundus was created by Pedro Stockler. Thanks again for listening from all of us at the Storytellers Tavern.